Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio. Midnight Storm, a brilliantly fast grade one winner by Pioneer of the Nile. Mike Smith just points him in the right direction. Midnight Storm dominating. Millionaire and seven-time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf. Midnight Storm over accelerators, finding the line well, but not well enough. And Midnight Storm has taken it by two lengths. From America's hottest sire line. Midnight Storm, he wins it this year. Midnight Storm. Standing at TaylorMade Farm. Horse Ownership Experience is brought to you by Taylor Wade Farm. Taylor Made Farm. Please call Travis White. Call him at work, 859-885-3345. Book your mare to Midnight Storm. I've seen some of his babies. They are awesome. So uh, thank you to Taylor Made. This is the Horse Ownership Experience. You are listening live on Tuesday afternoon. I never know the date. I think it's March 26th. It's a Tuesday. And we're going to get right into it today. I have Michelle Yu there here. Michelle, you here? I am here. We also have a very, very special guest. One of my oldest friends in the horse racing, not oldest by age, but I've known her for a long, long time. Christina Blacker is here. Christina, thanks for coming on. She's also my thanks mom for inspiration, me. I'm excited by the to way. Be with you. Wait, she's your what, Michelle? She's my mom inspiration. She is your, Christina is your mom. Now, Christina, for those of you who don't know, have th- has three, her and her husband, Dan Blacker, a trainer at Santa Anita, have three amazing girls. Michelle now has a, a girl and a boy. So why is she your your... Because Christina constantly kills it. She's like amazing. She's on air. She does racing. She's married to a trainer. She like, she handles these three kids. Like you'd think like, it's no problem. I was like, oh, for sure. I can handle three kids because Christina does. And then after like the first day of my second, I was like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, who knew Christina? Who knew that you were Michelle's? that she looked up to you so much every everyone does <laughs> i appreciate it and and i i don't know i try to be graceful with it all but you miss the moments where i'm going absolutely bananas trying to keep it all under control because there's plenty of <laughs> well christina you're obviously on air on tvg you do a, n- a number of things i think i saw you were just hired by keeneland but right now, we're in the midst of a crisis at Santa Anita, and one of the things that you have started, along with other people, and I'm sure you're going to tell us about that, is this I Am Horse Racing movement. And if you've been uh, online the past week or so, uh, you've seen this hashtag, I Am Horse Racing. Christina, tell us how this started. Give us a little background, and then obviously, we'll, we'll ask you a couple questions, and then we'll, we'll figure out how we can help. Yeah, so it actually came together very quickly, and um, it was about, gosh, eight or nine days ago, we could go Monday. There was a group of us and we all decided to meet and uh, we ended up selecting, you know, my house. So everyone was there and what I thought was going to be kind of a, a meeting for coffee at 1030 turned into, we were still there at four o'clock in the afternoon. We had a really concrete idea of what we wanted to do. We had created this campaign, this hashtag, the I am horse racing. And we kind of put pen to paper in terms of lining up who we wanted to talk to and which stories we wanted to share and how we wanted to go about launching this. And as you say, it's, it's a very critical time. You know, we're back racing, fingers crossed, on Friday at Santa Anita. So we wanted to get on top of this as soon as we could. And really the, the genesis of it was, as I said, in this sort of 
initial video, it was very simple just to share the stories of racing. And it was sort of about us telling the world that this game and this industry is bigger than what is being talked about right now in this moment. And it's so much more complicated than what is being said. And there are so many people that live, work, breathe in this sport whose lives are on the line here and they desperately care about their horses and they care about their jobs and they care about their families and they care about the 12, 13, 14, 15 hours a day that they spend with these animals. And I think what really sort of was the gut punch for the group of us was that there's this implication out there right now that we as an industry don't care about the horses and that's wrong. And we wanted to share the stories of the people that do, the people that don't have the voice to say, look, I love these horses like I love a member of my family, and this is how, and this is why, and this is why I'm a part of this game. And so it kind of came together from that inspiration. And then, I mean, it's been a labor of love and like a crazy 10 days trying to get all the videos together, trying to get all the social media aspects in line and just to roll it out as strongly as we could. And I have to say, I've just been and we all have overwhelmed by the positive response from everybody within the industry. Well, we're going to ask you that. How is the po- how is the response? Are we getting lots of hits, likes? I, you know, Michelle makes fun of me. I'm not the greatest on social media. Um, how are, how how excuse me? How has the response been? It's been pretty overwhelming, I have to say. So the team at Grand Slam Social has been helping us out, and they've been instrumental in just the rollout of this all and the timing of it, and when you should send tweets and how to send tweets and how to you know put these videos together in, in a professional manner and to get it in front of as many eyes as possible. I think by this morning, we were approaching 3,000 followers, and that's in a day and a half. Wow. I mean, the that's video crazy. That with the initial launch has nearly 60,000 views. And I think what that tells you is just that racing and this industry and the people out there that are fans of horses and horse racing have been starving for this kind of content they wanted this this was something that has just been so well received because i think a lot of people have had the thought or had the idea hey i wish i could share this i wish i could show this person and so everybody's been willing to gravitate towards it and grab their phones which is exactly what we wanted and share their own story i mean we're hoping that this is so much bigger than this group of people and then bigger than California and bigger than the United States. I mean, there are people around the entire globe that work in this industry and we want you to grab your smartphone and tell us why. Take a picture, take a video, show us your story because we want to basically assemble a large amount of content around this industry and around this movement that we can use to our benefit to share with the world. I think it's I think it's great. I think uh, obviously I was a participant. I hope my video is getting lots of likes and loves out there. Hashtag, hashtag I, I am horse it. racing. And I know, Michelle, Billy, you have 500 owners. You need to get all of your owners to do a little. I was just something. thinking that. Yeah, I have to go out and figure out a way for people. I was thinking maybe we could do it at the track, Christine, like when the people are there for the races. You know, I'll just pull out my my smartphone yeah. and send it to you or something like that. Um, Christina, absolutely, and it's, it's that easy. I mean, it's you know a minute just telling your story that it, it doesn't have to be as sophisticated as the videos that, you know, we've had a chance to edit and Anna James, everybody knows is just the best in the business when it comes to filming, editing, she's sort of taken the lead on that content, but anybody that can just share what they have, what they love about this sport, 
everybody gravitates towards that. You know, if, if you're showing your truth, that's what people see. That's what we want to know. Right. You know, my mom, my mom was on the show last week, Christine, and she's texting me now because I asked her to come back again this week and she didn't know you were going to be here and she's really upset right now. <laughs> so I'm going to make one for what mom. I'm around. She can call me well, when I hang up. Well, people are worried too I'm about doing the, the videos. Yeah. Uh, hey, w- let me ask you this though. People are, you know, you can do a lot of photos, right? And if you still want to do the videos, like if you watched mine, I just did mine on my iPhone using iMovie. So, you know, mm-hmm. you can be a complete dumbass <laughs> and Easy. really get it done. <laughs> hey, Christina, though, it, w- the perception is, it, you use the word, I used a different word, but the, the, this perception that's out there in the industry, I mean, outside of our industry, it's just, it's insane to me. It's insane when they see what, what these people do and how hard they work from the grooms to the blacksmiths. I said all that in my video. It, it, it's absolutely asinine that people think we don't love our horses or we don't want to take care of our horses. Why did this happen all of a sudden? Well, I think, and I'll just tell you my own personal experience, and this was part of what made me kind of want to be a part of this, was two weeks ago when I was covering this sort of ongoing story for TVG at Santa Anita, I was sitting out at Cocker's Corner with a lot of members of the general mainstream media. And as we were waiting for information to kind of be distributed, I overheard so many conversations and I overheard conversations that were just wrong information that was completely distorted. And I heard some really cruel and really crass jokes about our sport. And I didn't say anything in the moment because I felt like it would look like a real retaliation and it would be very defensive. But I think what made me so mad was that these were the people that were the voice to the mainstream public. These were the media members that were going to go back and tell hundreds of thousands of people what was going on. And they didn't know what they were talking about. And that's not their fault. That's why we kind of turned the finger back on ourselves and said, look, there is a complete lack of education about what we actually do. And so what we wanted to do when we started I Am Horse Racing was do this in a responsible way and say, Thank you to the people that do care. Thank you to every single hand that has touched that horse from the time they were bred to the people on the farms, to the people that were breaking them, to the people that brought them into the barn, to the groom that's with them every single day for days and months and years. We wanted to share their stories and have it not be a direct response because, as I said, we want this sort of library of information that people can refer to and people can see And then maybe the general public can make their own decision. We don't need to go out and fight back or be attacking someone. I think if you give people the information and let them think for themselves, when you see stories like the ones that we've started to roll out and the ones that you're going to see in the next few weeks, I think you'll have a lot more people that understand how much love there really is at the base of this sport. Couldn't have, couldn't have said it better myself, Christine. I think you are uh, definitely on to something. We know you don't have a lot of time. Are you okay on time? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm good. Keep okay. Going. Michelle, what else we got? Uh, well, I guess what can everybody do to help? I mean, obviously people in the industry, you want them to post their story and, and make it real. What about people that maybe aren't in the industry, but they still believe in us? Yeah, well, I think, you know, as I say, it's we want everybody to kind of keep the movement going as much as possible. And uh, even if it feels like, 
you know, it's been a couple of days and, and you've seen a lot of content. This is going to keep coming from our end for the next couple of weeks and months at least that we've got, you know, kind of built up thus far. So we do hope that people will kind of continue to share that and continue to, to send it out there. And then it's just about ongoing education and doing what you can and, and kind of sharing and being willing to be open and to be able to talk to people that might not know as much about racing and, and give them, you know, your opinions or refer them to our website as of right now. And, and we're hopeful because we have had, as I say, so much positive attention and a lot of media requests thus far. We're hopeful that we can actually get some funding for this and take it beyond this team of six or seven of us that have been kind of working around the clock in between our nine to five to get it all together. We all have other jobs and we all are dedicated to those positions as well. And we've kind of filled in the gaps with this, but we would love to make this bigger than what has been started thus far. We would love to get more funding. We would love to bring more people on board. We would love to film videos in England and Ireland and Australia and Hong Kong and just keep it going and, and make it as, as big as possible and have it be something that is out there in advance of any kind of crisis. We don't want to be in this position again where we sort of feel like we are trying to catch up. We'd like to be ever present and have this ongoing so that stories like this pop up in the mainstream media and on, you know, someone that might be a casual race fans timeline very often. We want people to know that this isn't something that's only happening right now. This is 24 hours a day. These are people that are out there, you know, living and breathing with these horses from sunup to sundown, literally, and, and more hours even beyond that. Christine, I've seen some of the naysayers already pop up. Oh, yeah, this campaign's going to going to save horse racing, and you know it doesn't matter about the medication and the horse, the unfortunate tragedies and all that kind of stuff. How do we how do we c- come back at them? What's our what's our? You, you've been very very positive. Can we not feel the fire. Right. We don't want. We just is that is that a do not engage these these the naysayers out there? Yeah. Well, I think look, no one's blind. Like we are very aware of what's going on and we're not in any way trying to diminish what has happened you know over the last couple of weeks but I think where we were trying to step in was that the only thing being talked about was this negative narrative and so from our perspective you know this is what we were good at we were good at publicity we were good at you know editing and putting videos together we were good at social media and so we felt like this was our niche this was our spot to try and help and to try and spread a different message right now and make sure that, you know, that is out there as part of the conversation, as I said, so people can kind of make their own educated decisions. But we're not trying to distract or to defend. We're trying to just stay on the positive and create something that's a little bit bigger than the conversation that's happening right now. We understand that, you know, this is a very dire time that we're under a microscope, but we want to think bigger than this we want to think moving forward think how do we help in a long-term fashion and this was as i say just sort of what our group was good at and so that was what we were able to put forth you are a tremendous spokesperson for the group we're so happy that you have you have a couple more minutes or no I just yeah, I know okay. you're in an I know yeah. you're in an appointment so if you have to go just let us know but you know while we have you Christina and let me tell you before we leave we're going to do the hashtag I am horse racing we're going to put it on our at own a own a, uh, own a horse uh, Twitter, we'll put it on our personal ones at BKLRF at the Michelle U. Um, this is the Horse Ownership Experience, and you're listening uh, live on LA Talk Radio. 
But Christina, one of the things that's come up in the last couple of weeks that will be discussed, I'm sure, in greater detail on Thursday's CHRB meeting is the jockey whip. Um, and I don't know. I don't want to put you on the spot here, but your your father was obviously a great jockey. You're very involved in the game. I'm sure you have an opinion on this. Do you mind sharing that with us on on what's going on? Because the as far as I know, the international rule is you can whip a horse seven times in California. It's three consecutive times and then a break. And now they're saying you know the jockeys are not allowed to hit a, a horse uh, during a race or something to that extent. I don't know the exact rules. What, what's your feeling on that? Well, I think there's a lot of things. I mean, I haven't had a chance actually to talk to my dad about it. And I do want to, um, at some point this week, just before I'm kind of back on the air and before we are racing again, I'm hopeful that there's going to be some more clarity from the meeting on Thursday, because that's actually something I had a conversation with one of our producers at TVG about an hour ago, because I myself want to be as educated as possible on what these rules are and what the new guidelines are moving forward and I really want to know how it's going to affect a race when the rules are broken because I think where we're at right now in terms of the implementation that's going to be very difficult you think about these riders that have been riding for 10 20 30 years for lack of a better word it, it's it's a habit yeah it's how habitual. they have been trained and so how do you just flip on a dime so quickly That, to me, seems like it could be very problematic just because I could understand if I was a rider how just mentally you get into a zone and don't really know how to change what you've been taught and conditioned to do for years and over thousands of races. Sure. So I want to get as clear of a picture as I can, really, before I kind of make a real assessment. I do think that it's very clear that the riders need it for safety purposes. I mean, I rode hunters and jumpers and and you do you need a crop with you you know in some circumstances and so I think that that is something that is definitely not going to be taken away Um, but I honestly I don't know how I feel about it because I want to know what the exact rules are it makes sense it makes sense but again it's true that a lot of like you say that the jockeys oh Michelle you're breaking up like crazy Michelle Wow. Michelle, you sound like you're underwater. Yeah. It's it's no. it's not better. Let me let me ask Christina one more thing and then then we'll fix you. Um there's we talk a lot about perception. We've talked about it with what what has gone on. Now we talk about it with these jockeys with that the whipping of the horse is somehow injuring the horse or somehow um it, I've heard it's not true. I mean, the, they changed the whip several years ago, so it's more like a popper, right? And it's I've heard that it's the sound rather than the actual action. Cushion so, crop. Right. Is that correct? Is that true? Am I right? I don't know. I haven't myself you you know, taken a really, really close. Okay, Michelle says I'm correct. So, so I guess it's just perception, and that's what we're dealing with now is the perception of these jockeys actually whipping a horse and that, that will anger the general population but if you ask handicappers or you ask betters or wagers or whatever you want to call them uh, players obviously that's that's critical to the game if you're in a stretch drive and one guy's handwriting and the other guy's going to the stick and and doing everything he can to urge that horse on to victory that's a positive to the to the betting public which is how our how we we race and they're they're just as important as any other part of our business right 
Right. Well, which is why I really want to know what the rules are. So what happens? What happens if one writer does go to the stick? Are they disqualified? I don't know. And, and that's what I'm saying where I think we're just in a really tricky situation right now because you have to make whatever the rules are going to be, they're going to have to be very firm and stuck to across all panels. And I, I, I would have a hard time if I was a writer myself just because I would be so worried about breaking a rule unintentionally. Right. I think and that there's a huge rather than even for that. Yeah, rather than even concentrating on the race. And there's also this and whether we talk about the uh, drug situation or we talk about the whip situation, in my view, there has to be some uniformity. It cannot be just at these California tracks or first of all, everybody's probably gonna leave. Second of all, it just it's not it's not fair. So either do it everywhere or just just don't leave. We're already on an island, Christina. Don't you agree? You, how how are they going to continue to do this to us to put us on a completely different playing field than everybody else? It'd be like you know when the Yankees came and played the Dodgers. Um, the Dodgers weren't uh, the Yankees weren't allowed to use a bat. We are, but I think I think you have to sort of just realize that this is step one. You know, this this is uncharted territory. This is a very big step forward and. I think we have to give everybody the chance to watch it develop and see how it's all going to hash out. I think that it's a huge undertaking in and of itself just to even make it happen at one track. I mean, the logistics are mind boggling. So I think you have to just take it step by step, see how it works out. And, and I think to be fair, I think that there's been a lot of give and take the last week and a half that I think people didn't expect. So perhaps, there's going to be more of that. Let's just try to come to the table, come together, as Nick Alexander said, the chairman of the CHRB, and, and just try to get everybody TOC. in a compromise and right. take it one step at a time. Nick is a good Nick is a good car salesman. You can't say no, and you can't say no to him either. Head of the, nobody could. Right, head of the TOC. No, he's amazing. <laughs> How does he do it? You know, Christina, you, you are so much better at this than I am because I just got so fired up, and then you just calmed me down. Thank you very much for doing that. I appreciate it. Because, <laughs> Thank you. Listen, all of us, listen, this is, I think people don't, people don't understand this is our lives. This has been your life. This has been my life. This is our life's work that is on the table right now. And so you do, sometimes you do get real passionate about it and you kind of, you, you, you might lose a little perspective. Right. No, I think so. And I, and I think that's, you know, it's, it's understandable because it is, it's a trying time. And when everybody's under stress, it's hard to kind of take that step back and evaluate and make the right decisions. And look, I've been out there a lot over the last couple of weeks and I've seen the good, the bad and the ugly from people's responses. I've learned a lot about people over the last few weeks, just, in how they react in trying times. And I think it's just the mark of, of your character. You know, you pull it together, you keep yourself on track, you don't react, and you just do what you can to help. You don't need to retaliate. Right. That never gets you anywhere. Well, you're doing your best in the hashtag I am horse racing. Is there a website too, Christina? Yes, there is. I am horse racing. And we're still kind of developing that. And um, we have a distribution list that all of the videos are going out too so if you would like to be on that list you can email i am horse racing at gmail.com we're taking more media inquiries we're hoping to get this into the hands of more mainstream media members so if you know anyone that you can forward it along to or send it to we would love that and appreciate that and just the more people can spread the word the better hashtag i am horse racing christina blacker thanks so much you can see christina on tvg 
you can see her at the racetrack. She's she's the best, and we really appreciate you and your team uh, getting behind this uh, this movement. And we hope it continues, and we hope that people see the light and finally realize what a what a great sport uh, horse racing is. Thanks, guys. Thanks for for helping and being a part of it. Uh, Thanks, there Christina. There, Michelle's back. All right, thank you, Christina Blacker. Michelle, you is back with us. Christina's. I mean, she was good. She's great. She's always good. She's like the best in the biz. But she's so, you know what? She's so calm. I don't know if you were on because we had a bad reception yes, for a I minute. I was on the whole time. Oh, um, she just, I started to get fired up. You know me. I, I Sometimes I get a little too fired up. So she, uh, my mom just texted me, keep that passion with a, with a, uh, a kiss. So oh, thanks. that's thanks, sweet. Mom. All right, Michelle, I'm, I'm, I feel exhausted just from that 25 minutes. <laughs> So let's let's do our let's do our race recap of of what happened last weekend because there were some big races, some upsets, and uh, then we'll talk about what the future holds uh, for Southern California when we reopen, hopefully on Friday. Yeah. Um, so talking about the races from this weekend, I think that you know we have to talk about the Louisiana Derby and the upset that happened, but I didn't watch all the races billy like usual what that's so disappointing <laughs> i did know. i watched the races i watched the race i did watch the louisiana derby i did not watch the sunland derby oh okay i got you i got you on that i watched it um by my standards so, won so the louisiana derby all about the yeah golden sense by my standards yes yes by my standards uh golden sense can you believe that um a huge upset in the grade uh, grade two million dollar Louisiana Derby. Uh, move, he he moved into the uh, top three year old pole in number ten, and uh, defeating heavy favorite War of Will. And there's all these stories coming out. And I don't know what the truth is, but there's all these stories coming out that he maybe pulled a muscle, had something behind that went wrong. But that that owner Gary Barber and trainer Mark Cassie are still saying War of Will will run in the Kentucky Derby which would be interesting after the uh, bad performance on Saturday as the heavy, heavy favorite. Well, he's not favorite. the first horse to flop in the race, right? Mark Cassidy did look a little nervous in the paddock. I'm not going to lie. You think? You saw yeah. that? Yeah. Wow. So if you go back and watch the, uh, the NBC feed, it showed like, him in the paddock, and he looked really nervous. Who is that? Spencer. Hello, Spencer. Welcome to the show. Spencer is how old now, Michelle? He is actually four months old today. Wow! Happy birthday, Spencer! No, um, I'm going to mute you for a second. So okay, but I'm going to. Yeah, I will. I will. I will. Um, uh, by my standards, is owned by uh, Chester Thomas, and the cool thing about Chester Thomas is he's actually going to come on our show next week. Uh, we were trying to get uh, Mr. Thomas on this week, couldn't do it. Brought Christina on, but we're going to have him next week. Um, his allied stables owned by my standards and he's trained, um, uh, by Brett Calhoun, who's also a, uh, a very good and trainer way, Midwest. Brett Calhoun, who is awesome. Brett Calhoun uh, is cool. Was like, everyone was like talking to him about his horses this week. And he kept saying like, by my standards is doing really good. So now that you can do like the 2020 reverse handicapping, he was all about that horse this week. Yeah, that's interesting. But congratulations to uh, Chester Thomas, Allied Racing, who will be on the show next week. Michelle, you sound like I don't know where you are. What yeah. is that? It's I'm outside. <laughs> I've got a baby that's trying to nap. 
Ryan's not home, so I'm outside. You're the best. Um, just look at you, Michelle. Okay, so, All right, let's go on to Sunland. I did not watch, but Todd Pletcher's horse won over a really game, uh, another twist of fate. That That's what, how much you know about the race. That's literally how much I know. Well, do you know who is favored? Uh, no. Mucho gusto. Oh, the I thought ba- it was going to be like something not obvious when you no, said that. No, no. Mucho gusto was the favorite for Baffert, Talamo. Uh, he he took the lead set really fast fractions. Um, was which? Yep. Go ahead. Which Sunland is BD, so like that's the right move if you're a Bob Baffert horse, right? Um, yeah, and and those are how Baffert horses win anyway. So, um, I I spoke to Talamo actually, um, yesterday after the race, and he said, you know, Bob was really cool after the race. He goes, I'm not just not sure how far that horse wants to go, and you know, maybe he's not our our Derby horse. He's got plenty others, but the winner was Cutting Humor. And Cutting Humor is trained by Todd pa- uh, Pletcher and owned by Starlight Stables, Jack Wolf, who's been on our show, um, and and a masterful ride by Johnny V, uh, who seems to come alive at this time of the year. And Johnny V is one of those guys who is just always in the derby picture, isn't he, Michelle? Don't you you kind of don't hear about Johnny V a lot, and then all of a sudden, boom, you know, he's alive. Well, you know what it is? It's because he's so tied in with Todd Fletcher that if Todd has a really good horse then you hear about him and you feel like you don't the rest of the time but he rides good horses for Todd for all Shug. The time. I mean yeah yeah Johnny V one of the best around. in the business right. um, another twist of fate is the horse you were talking about that ran second that came from Golden. he was undefeated going in ran on the uh, synthetic and, and had won the California Derby at Golden Gate Fields um, there, I, I didn't think he had trouble a lot of people are saying Michelle that he had trouble in the lane he had, didn't get out till he had clear sailing to me, at the, at the at about the three ace pole, he was kind of all in and kind of not going anywhere. Um, I was actually surprised to see him once he got clear to make this big run, and and I'm I think he's I think he's a horse to watch out for. He really came running well, late. He won the El Camino Real. That gave him an automatic berth into the Preakness. Yeah. So maybe he won't end up being a good Derby horse, but he could definitely show up in the next race. I think he's a really nice horse. I think all the horse cutting humor ran great. Another twist of fate. I think you could hear from them again. They're both um, well-bred and uh, owned and trained by people who uh, who know how to do it. So um, I think the Sunland Derby, uh, it, it could be an interesting... The Derby picture is very clouded right now. Obviously, in oh the next... Oh my gosh, it's crazy, in right? The next this couple is like the weeks, craziest, openest right. Derby ever. In the next couple weeks, we're going to learn a lot. I think, it, I think because the two Baffert horses undefeated game winner and improbable both lost in the... Um, what was that race that they had to split? The Rebel... Uh, the Rebel Rebel. Yeah, the Rebel Rebel. Uh, I think it kind of opened the door that like, oh, wait, anybody can win this race. And I think it's a really actually a cool year. Obviously, we love having the stars. You know, we love when Justify is there or um, American Pharaoh. But when everybody has a chance, it makes it really cool because you're going to hear a thousand different opinions on who's going to win right. the race. And that's what's really neat um, going into the Derby. And just because your horse is 20 or 25 to one, you know, don't think you don't have a chance, but a lot of it, a lot of, uh, we have the Florida Derby coming up. We have the Wood Memorial. We have the Sanita Derby. We have the Arkansas Derby. So we have a lot of big point races, the hundred point races coming up and that will determine the field for the Kentucky Derby. And we have the uh, Kentucky Oaks prep, the Sunlit Oaks this weekend. We're chasing yesterday. I mean, she was the class of the field, but, um, you know, she well, she won. But let me tell you something. She was five wide. I know it was a track record, but. She was five wide around the first turn, like four wide around the second turn. I mean, her, her rag is in sheet or her thoroughgraph that takes into account 
um, ground losses. She she probably ran a massive number just because she lost oh. so much ground, and she was still the best. I wouldn't say she. Yeah, you know what? She was much the best. And she was much the best, but it wasn't like she won by twenty. Right, but but either. but she'll be she'll definitely be one of the favorites. I don't know where she goes next if she comes back to California. I know Bellafina is the uh, kind of big girl out in California, and she'll run in the Santa Anita Oaks. I don't know the plans for uh, chasing yesterday. Who is the Little sister of American. I'll say Farrell. this: she was training phenomenal. Phenomenally. I mean, she looked so good training. I love when you so gave good. your training tips. <laughs> Post training tips. Yeah. Well, actually, Millie and I did a did a show, and we talked about her and showed some of her works it, on XBTV. Is it? I mean, can you believe that the last time we ran was like March third? No, I can't. So it, speaking of is, that, Santa yeah. is supposed to return on Friday with a one o'clock first post, and the feature for Saturday is the San Luis Rey. No, Friday, team. Friday, Friday. Sorry, yeah. yeah. And then Saturday we had the San Simeon, the Beholder, the San Carlos, the Kilro. Uh, yeah, say it again, Michelle, because you broke up. We have the San Carlos. We have the San Carlos. The, the Santana Kilro. Yeah, the Kilro, the which is a mile Anna. on the turf. Santa Ana, which is long for fillies on the turf. Beholder, Grade One. On the dirt. And the San Simeon. And the San Simeon, which is uh, sprinting down the hill. And then on Sunday is the Sensational Star. Calbreds. Which is Calbreds down the hill. Yeah. The Santana Mile, which is four-year-olds and up, flat mile, ungraded. Yep. And then the Irish O'Brien, Phillies down the hill. Phillies down the hill. I love the Irish O'Brien, by the way. So let me run down the field for the beholder. Tell me. Who do you like? You ready? I didn't even no. Well, they, I mean, they're entering today, right? No, we enter tomorrow. But I have the. I I think Wednesday. I know. Yeah. I think I know who's running. Okay, uh, I then think, you tell me. I think the favorite is going to be Marley's Freedom. Okay. You like her? Yeah, I mean, she didn't run greater last out, but okay. Uh, Selcourt. Can okay. she get a mile? You know, can I just say this before you even name the rest of the horses? Yep. Escape Claws ran in Sunland this week uh, she was and awesome. crushed it and broke the track record. She would have been perfect for this. I, who, she might run back. She's nominated. You think she's going to run back in a week? I I, I I wouldn't put it past these guys. I mean, okay. she barely took okay. a deep breath. Okay. Right? Right. Um, I'm trying to... Okay, so we got... Who did I say? Okay, so I said... Um, you only said Marley's Freedom and Selcourt. <laughs> I know, because they're, they're pretty good. Hold on, I'm trying to pull up the... Um, trying to find it on my computer hold on a second uh uh secret spice oh winner <laughs> what do you think of that winner i'm gonna get my picture taken uh heaven has my nikki okay just a smidge who beat secret spice in the, her comeback race last time she went wire did they wire. scratch her from sunland did she not yes run sunland she then? did not okay. run uh said marley's freedom paradise woods who appears, you know, I'm so kind of, I'm kind of nervous about Paradise Woods because she seems so off her game, right? She trains lights out. She I don't trains know lights out, is. and then she just doesn't run. I mean, she hasn't won since she aired in the Zenyatta in September of 17. That was her yeah. last win. Um, and, I mean, she's run against these Phillies. She lost to Selcourt and Marley's Freedom in the Santa Monica back in March of 18. She just lost to Marley's Freedom and Selcourt and Mopatism. And Mopatism's mm-hmm. in the race, too. So you're looking at Mopatism, Paradise oh, Woods. Mop- I love Mopatism yeah. going a mile. There you go. Mopatism, Paradise Woods, Marley's Freedom, Selcourt, P- Just a Smidge, Heaven Has My Nikki, and Secret Spice. Interesting. It's a good race, right? Interesting. Yeah, it's a very interesting race. Kind yeah. of wide open. Yeah. I think the pace is going to make the race. 
but uh, obviously we want the spice. So, well, okay, what else? What else do we need to talk about? Are um, we good? So the, I think the biggest interesting thing that we have to talk about is so obviously Dubai World Cup this weekend. Oh, right. So make totally. sure to watch it. There's a ton of U.S. horses over there. And the second thing is the bisophosonates. Oh, oh, the oh, yes, the medication that has been banned by the uh, all the sales, all companies. The sales companies. You yes. want to talk about people jumping on on a bandwagon real quick and getting organized within like two days of this becoming a thing. Like every sales company is like banned, banned, banned. Yeah, and uh, you know all these consigners are like, we'll test for free. We'll sign a guarantee. Like our horses don't have it. It's like crazy. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's good. Look, here's the Yo, thing. Good, and, good. Yeah. And I, 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 I maybe I got a little too uh, rambunctious earlier when talking to Christina because sometimes I get fired up about this. I'm just so frustrated that we haven't run in a month or whatever it's been. It's just tell me about it, Billy. It, it's been incredibly frustrating for anybody in the business. And so when I hear things, and I'm really proud of Christina and her whole crew um, for doing what they're doing. I think it can make a difference. Hashtag I am horse racing. We'll say it about five more times. Uh, but um, it, good for the sales companies to come out and do this. Um, listen, change is hard. Okay. Change is hard in anything you do. Uh, and, and obviously, based on where we are in our society right now, we are going to have to change. We are going to have to have to make our racing experience better. And and we've been we've been asking for this for a long time, Michelle. I mean, you and I have talked about this probably four years ago. What can we do to change the game? What can we do to make it better? And if these new rules make it better, as long as they are uniform, I'm all for it. Um, I, I as as long as you know, not everyone could just run to Kentucky or run to Florida or run to New York, and, and then I'm I'm all I'm all good with it. Right, but we all have to work together, and I think that's what sometimes that's gets lost. Been our biggest downfall, right? We don't like to work together for whatever reason, right? So maybe I, I think the rest of the industry has to come to California and say, come to our defense and basically say, hey, okay, you guys are going to these rules. You know what? We're going to go to these rules too. And 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 if that's the start and and it it goes slowly, that's fine. It doesn't have to happen overnight. And I think that Christina had a great point, especially with the jockeys. Like, how are you going to tell a guy that that rides and you know and the rode for twenty years and rode in the Dubai World Cup, and then he comes back to Santa Anita and all of a sudden he can't use his whip? I mean, it's going to be that's very hard to do. Um, but there are other things, and I think if as long as the rest of the uh, North American horse racing society is willing to change with us, I think a lot of people are for that. I think what people are struggling with is just the California's on an island. They're different. They're making changes, and good luck. That sounded like taken. Good luck. That was good. That good. was good though. Uh, and I really believe that, Michelle. That's my. That's my. Uh, that's Billy's. Uh, what do you like to call Billy's it? Billy's soapbox rant for Billy's the day. Billy's soapbox rant for the day. Yeah. Exactly. So I hate to cut us a little, little short, but I've got a baby that's very Go. hard to keep quiet no, no, right no. now because Ryan's not here. No, let's just real quick. The Dubai I'm World sorry. Cup, Thundersnow, Audible, Yoshida, Ganavera, uh, North American, Pavel, <laughs> Seeking the Soul, Gronkowski, Axelrod. I mean, what a race it's going to be. Watch that on Sunday. Hope. I think, I think that the better race is going to be the Golden Shaheen. The Golden Shaheen with Imperial Hint, Roy H. Promises Fulfilled, X, Y, Jet. I mean, I got yep. it right here. What a great race. There's going to be so much great racing over the weekend. 
Come to San Anita on Friday. If we open up, big meeting on Thursday. We wish the CHRB well. We wish everybody well. And we- I want to say again, Billy, I think you and I both say it. Open door policy at my barn. You, If you're listening for some reason, you've never been to a track and you're in the neighborhood and you want to come by the barn and see how horses are treated or what the schedule is or what they do, Give me a call, give me a text, and you are welcome out any day. Or tweet at Ona Horse, at the Michelle U, at BKLRF. Special thanks to Christina Blacker for coming on the show today and talking about hashtag I am horse racing. We are behind you, Christina, and your crew. We want great things. Go to their website, sign up, do a video, take it, put it on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you can do to get the message out that we do love our horses, we do love our sport, and I am horse racing. This is the Horse Ownership Experience. Special thanks to our sponsors. I am horse Yes. Uh, TaylorMade, Santa Anita, Delmar, everybody who listens to the show, we love you guys. Thanks for sticking with us. We'll be back next Tuesday with a with a great guest, uh, the the owner of By My Standards. So um, have a great Tuesday, and, and let's have a great weekend at, back at the races, Michelle. I'm so excited. Me too. Looking forward to it. Adios, muchacha. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio. Midnight Storm, a brilliantly fast grade one winner by Pioneer of the Nile. Mike Smith just points him in the right direction. Midnight Storm dominating. Millionaire and seven-time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf. Midnight Storm over accelerators, finding the line well, but not well enough. And Midnight Storm has taken it by two lengths. From America's hottest sire line. Midnight Storm, he wins it this year. Midnight Storm. Standing at TaylorMade Farm.